0: This would have been the early 70s or late 60s, maybe. And there was uh, gang stuff, and there was, mm-hmm. like, shooting in the place. And they both ran to the service elevator at the same time to, like, hide and get away. And that's how they met. And they are like, oh, <laughs> what, what's, what's your name? What are you doing here? And then they became Sweet. friends. And, they, yeah, I've been making music and money ever since. Man. Inspired by the adventures of our nurses, therapists, and techs, A Beer with Atlas is the only healthcare-traveling, craft beer-drinking podcast. Each week, we'll open a few beers, talk about the brewery and the style of beer, and then dive into some research curated specifically for each episode. In the end, we hope each one sounds like a conversation you'd have with your friends while enjoying a few cold ones.
1: Welcome to a special Rocky edition of a beer with Atlas. I'm Rich. I'm Brian. No, okay, it's not Rocky. It's the beers from Philadelphia. So, that's, well, that's, I, yeah. I got to go right to Rocky. True, because I loved Rocky. I loved the yeah. Rocky movies. Never and, seen one. Are you kidding me? Are you serious? No, I'm not joking. You've I'm never. Se- I no. think we've had this conversation.
2: You've never seen a Rocky movie. No. Is it one of those things that you're boycotting again? Kind of. Right. Okay. Right. But well, why? Why? I guess why. Well,
0: I missed the first couple. Right. And then uh, the ones I could have seen when I was growing up, I didn't. I heard they weren't very good, mm. and now it's just to a point where I'm just going to stick with it. Rocky Four was a cultural phenomenon. Though. I know enough about it. Like I know that's the one with the Russian guy. Yeah, and I know number
1: three had Mr. T. Mr. T. But I don't need to see him. I mean, that's all I need. Mm. So I'm good. I have a I have a poster from Rocky Balboa, from the little speech hanging above mm. my desk at home, like that. That really pumps you up. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. I love that run? speech. You ever run up the stairs? I did. I have been in Philadelphia yeah. a number of times and have ran the stairs, yes. There you go. Yep. I've got a picture by the statue and, and everything. Wow. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, I don't have any of those things.
1: So, this beer today uh, brought to us by Jessica Boyer's uh, Philadelphia. It's called Philly Special IPA from Iron Hill Brewing. Um, here's what's interesting. Iron Hill Brewing started in Delaware. So, not in Philadelphia. Yeah. But... They have locations in Philadelphia, okay. Pennsylvania, which yeah. I, I assume, uh, according to the list, and we'll get into that a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, is uh, is in Philadelphia. So, F-
0: yeah, it's I uh, I looked up Philadelphia for yeah. this episode today, and I didn't realize how much it was right on the edge of the state. Like it's barely in Pennsylvania.
1: Oh yeah, it's almost in Jersey. It's the Omaha Council Bluffs to yeah. right to to Philadelphia to Pennsylvania, New Jersey. That's what it looks like, yeah. So. This is so it's an IPA. Looks pretty good. It looks smells really good. Smells delicious. It looks hazy. I don't know if it is a hazy. What what the actual style is? I don't know. Man, it it looks definitely it looks different in your cup than it does in mine.
2: Yeah, I wonder why. Somehow it says it's a hazy IPA. Mm, I think you
0: you have the real glass, old school glass Mm, glass. You know what I mean? True. My Pizza Hut Mm -hmm. eight ouncer mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: How many? How many? Ooh, that smells amazing. I'd I'd love to. I'd love to know the history of this glass. Like how mm, many draft beers have been drank out of that thing? Yeah well at least a few at least a few yeah
2: oh it smells good Mm -hmm. yeah right all right
1: so before i get into iron hill let's i I, let's get into
2: this beer and see
1: Mm. Hmm? sounded good yeah oh yeah oh man i like that right up my alley
2: there yum Ooh, that's yeah okay Mm i know Mm -hmm. yeah that's
1: nice not not bitter smells bitter Mm -hmm. has a little bitterness at the end not much yeah. Juicy, orangey, oh, definitely
2: man. citrusy and sweet, kind of at the end. Mm, mm, yum! Yeah. No, no bite at all. I feel like this would be something I would I would give somebody to try to get them into IPAs. I, I think, don't know. I think yeah, so too. It's really yeah. good.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a yeah. That's a gateway one for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, yum. So this brewery is like no other brewery we've we've talked about before. Okay. So their focus on like opening restaurants and brew pubs, like that's their thing. Okay. Like that's, that's their, and, and I'll get to it here at the end, but uh, they have a timeline on their website. The very last entry uh, on their timeline says they have a goal to have 20 restaurants and breweries, brewery locations by 2020. And that's for this Iron Hill? Iron Hill, yeah. Wow, okay. Um, and so if you count the number of locations on their website, that was the last, uh-huh. the last notation yeah. they had in 2018. So I, did, I was like, oh, I don't know if they made it. But if you look at all their locations on their website, they have 20. Wow. So it appears they made it. Hitting your goals. That's pretty right. cool. Um, they have 20 locations in Pennsylvania, Georgia, South Carolina, New Jersey, and Delaware. Oh, so all over the coast. All over the coast. Up and okay. down the coast. Huh. Uh, Iron Hill was founded in 19... Well, here's how it started. Uh, 1990, Kevin Finn, a Delaware local, receives his first homebrew kit from his wife for his birthday. 1990? 1990. Yeah. So... Yeah, we've heard that before. I was a sophomore in high school when this happened. I was in fifth grade. So how many times? I, I We don't have enough hands to count. Yeah. How many stories start with husband gets a homebrew yep. kit from wife for birthday and or Christmas? Yeah. Right? Uh, probably at least 50 times. At least. Um, his friend Mark Edelson takes an interest along with him, so he probably just hung out in the garage yep. anyway. and. Started home homebrewing. Uh, 1994, they met Kevin Davies, an experienced restaurant professional, and they took the brewing out of Kevin's basement. Uh, they poured their first beer November 14th of 96th uh, in Newark, Delaware.
0: Hmm. So two years after they met. Two then. years after yeah. they met,
1: yeah. 97, they entered the first uh, Great American Beer Fest and won for the first time. So oh. first time they entered, they won. Yeah. They won gold for the Lodestone Lager. First of many, I guess, they, after that huh. they said. Uh, 98 they opened a second location in Westchester Pennsylvania sounds like that's that's I don't know where Westchester is but maybe this is the Philadelphia connection yeah, I don't know could be um, each one of them has an on-site brewery so this was the first one and it has an on-site brewery yeah that's so they're cool. brewing right there so part of it is like they are super proud of like super fresh ingredients mm-hmm. and you know as, as 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 clean and fresh as possible yeah like that's their that's their thing
0: well then they don't have to ship it
1: Right. Also, yep. Mm. 2010, they entered the World Beer Cup for the first time and won Best Brew Pub. Uh, they won that again in 2014 and was runner-up only by a tiebreaker in 2016. Hmm. So they're quite famous at the world at the World yeah. Beer Cup, which that's fr- pretty freaking cool. I mean, that's that's the world, right? Right? Yeah. 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 Hmm. Uh, yeah, so this was on their website. As soon as you log in, and I, I just cut and pasted this whole thing because this is this kind of this is their kind of their creed, their motto, okay. creed. No, no, uh, no pun intended. Rocky, Rocky, get it? Creed? Huh? Apollo Creed? Apollo? Yeah. He, there you go. He died. Uh, Apollo. Well, it's was pretty good. Is that pretty good? That was yeah. pretty good. <laughs> that see? was pretty good. Well, you
2: wouldn't know because you don't watch Rocky. Well, I've heard his voice. <clears throat> uh, uh, Apollo. Uh, uh. Sylvester Stallone is. Just if you ever have the time to research him, Mm -hmm. he's amazing. His story is awesome. The dude is he's a he's a genius.
1: I mean, he's that's a that's a strong word. It is. Uh, Am I wrong?
2: In his in his field, yes, Mm -hmm. I think so. (laughs) In his field, right? I mean, so I I mean, all the muscles and yeah,
1: uh, 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 aside, right? Right. That's just he is. Well, he wrote the story. He's a a really good writer and writer. That's where I'm Mm. coming from when I say cinematic cinematic genius. How's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take it. All right. So, right on their website, nothing's nothing's more local than a beer brewed ten feet from your table. Nothing's fresher than every dressing, every stock, every sauce made from scratch every day. Nothing's truer to who we are than letting our craft beers and handcrafted foods inspire one another in unexpected ways. And while we're the most award-winning brewery east of the Mississippi, we're not in it for fame or glory. We're in it because we love what we do, which is brewing beer, getting creative in the kitchen, and integrating our passion from tap to table. We're more than just a scratch kitchen. We're more than just a craft brewery. We're Iron Hill. Hmm. It's
0: interesting that I've never heard of them before. Nope. You know what I mean?
2: Passion. Most
1: award-winning brewery east
0: of the Mississippi. That's what I'm saying. So you'd think... I mean. I Most of how. the IPAs we talk about or yeah. think about or wish we had are east of the Mississippi.
1: I don't know how you fact check that, honestly. I
0: don't know. You just count up the awards,
1: I suppose, somewhere. So you're more. You, you've won a more awards than Treehouse and Trillium, and well, they've been around a lot longer.
2: Mm-hmm. Plus, they have their restaurant stuff too. Well, and guess. you also got to think like, what kind of competitions are they entering in? Are they are they doing like the American Beer, or are they just, just doing yeah. like counties. You, you know what I mean? State, local, right, whatever. Right. Which, I mean...
0: Well, they got World Beer Cup. Yep. Couple, so yeah, I don't know. I, If they have that many locations, I I would tend to believe it. Yeah. I you don't have 20 that. spots if your beer is junk.
1: Here's what I know. Drinking this right here? Yeah. Like, this ranks right up there with some East Coast beers that we've had. Or even some West Coast. Like That's <laughs> really good. Oh, i agree. Juicy
0: Bits kind of almost reminiscent mm-hmm. to me Ooh. a little bit.
1: Them, them some strong words. I'd drink,
0: you know, I would, I'd put this one next to that and drink I would, it. I'd I would be too. happy.
1: I honestly would, too. That's, yeah. Mm.
0: Mm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yum. And, mm.
0: This is one of those where I'm almost done with my beer before I've even started talking. I, I can't wait that for you never to start happens. talking can we so t- I can drink more of my
2: beer. Before you go into your research, can we yes. talk about the can? Yeah. Mm. Like, what's what's on there? All right. Well, there's
0: uh, a football.
1: Mm.
0: Baseball. And there's baseball, and there's Rocky's gloves. Mm-hmm. And there's a the basketball, there's the Philadelphia Eagle, there's the Liberty Bell. Um, it looks like what's the Ben Franklin, probably? I would
1: assume so. There's the Don't Tread On Me uh flag, the snake, snake thing right, that's cut into 13 pieces. There's mm. a
0: bridge, but I don't know what bridge that is. I'm mm. not that's that's not in my brain right now. The I should know
1: Is City India's of Brotherly
0: exactly. Love. There's a heart, that's one of the nicknames. I, Philly? D-
1: I don't know the name of the building on the front. I've been to this building hmm. in Philadelphia, but I do not know the name of it. Oh, And I want to say Independence Hall, and that's not right. Because huh? I believe that's in Boston. I don't know, dude. I think you might be right. Is, this, is that Independence Hall? Yeah, because
0: Philly was like the capital before D.C. Before D.C. was, yeah. You know who would know? I think she's from Philly. Kiana. Kiana would know. That's I true. I actually wanted her to come in on this because of the research I did today. But uh, mm. she's busy and couldn't, so
1: we didn't get a special. Please guest. tell me it's about the cheesesteak. Nope, mm. oh, it's even okay. better. But okay. I did, I did write that down. Independence Hall, boom. Ask the Google machine. I mean,
0: haven't you seen the movie? I
1: well, I yeah, I've been That's, here. I mean, yeah. I've been to Philadelphia. So was Nick times. Cage.
0: Mm. Mm. He stole a copy. Wow. Well, Declaration of Independence. Yeah. I didn't go into that either. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, did you find out why it's called this? Special Philly IPA? Philly special IPA? No, what's special about it? It's named because it was they made it after the Super Bowl. Oh. And there was like, I don't remember the Super Bowl when Philly won, but apparently there was a trick play that was like a big part of the game. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. that's what it was named at, like, because of some... It's the Philly it special.
2: To, oh. Yeah, they threw it to... Uh, to Nick Foles. Nick Foles. Nick Foles, somebody? yeah. Okay, yeah.
0: so... That's, that's what right. the name comes from. So that was the mm. Philly Special, like that was, the I guess, trick, what they called the trick play. Yeah. yeah. So that's why the name is is what it is. Kick-ass. So I thought that was kind of cool. Two years ago, that was won, right? yeah. 17 the, eighteen. That was seventeen. Yeah. So that wasn't last year. No, because last year the, the, season Patriots season the Patriots. Oh
1: yeah, against the Rams. Yeah.
2: yeah, two years ago. Yep. Yeah.
1: So that's and this came out last year. So that's why that's they've been playing the Saints like they were supposed to. That we'll see that would that would yeah been, that would have turned out differently. However.
0: So I wrote down just three things off the top of my head about what makes Philly special. The first thing I put okay. was Rocky. Rocky. Yeah. So I knew that. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I, I wrote Philly cheesesteaks. Mm-hmm. Number two. Uh, like we're playing uh, Family Feud here. Man, yes. And third, I just wrote sports because they're one of those towns that has a major, you know, football, hockey, yep. baseball, basketball. It's their hockey team, the Flyers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they've got uh, they've got everything as far as that stuff goes. Um. And then I started thinking a little bit deeper down what Philly is for me. I've never been there, um, but it's a music city. It's it's kind of known for bands and musicians. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're going to get into that a little bit today, okay. obviously, because I have to. Oh, duh. And then we're going to really get into it because I like, narrowed down the music. Uh, research into something more. So Luckily, I'll just start a, with some names, some it, band names and musicians. It's a tall can, so we should we got lots of time. And then you guys can tell me yes or no. And I, I wrote I kept the most current ones just that we're going to talk about now. So Kay. War on Drugs, know them? Mm-mm. No. They're awesome. Really? It's basically one dude. Um, it's like if you like songs that have like eight minutes of guitar in them, that's pretty sweet. Mm. Yeah, it's, oh. That's the kind of stuff. Okay. Um, G Love and the Special Sauce. Yes. Right? Yes. Can I Have a Cold Beverage? That's what we're drinking right
1: now. That's one of their songs. Uh, the Dead Milkmen. Heard yes. about them? Oh, Beelzebubba.
2: and Camaro. Punk yes. Rock Girl.
1: Punk Rock Girl. I um, bought that tape when I was in high
0: school, <laughs> by the way. Modern Baseball. You know, these guys don't. I
2: love Modern Baseball. Oh, really?
0: Yeah. There you go. What, kind of, what style is that? Alt-Indie. Yeah, kind of. Alt-Indie rock. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, Japanese Breakfast is a band I like. She's <laughs> yes. from there. Um, this band called Hop Along is from there. They're on Saddle Creek Records right now, and the lead singer of that band is her name is Francis, and she has a solo record coming out on, on Friday. Uh, the Roots, yep, from there. Yeah,
2: uh, I don't know The Roots.
0: Uh, that's Questlove's band. They're on Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. Night. Oh, The dude, gotcha, the dude gotcha, with on gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, that's The Roots. Yep. Um, Boys to Men. That's right. They were Philly. Um, yes. And then I wrote down. Some of the other ones, and this is kind of where we're going to go from here. But, um, Holland Oats from Philly. Oh,
2: Holland Oats. Holland Oats. I know the name, but I don't know. Hall. Are you serious? I know this. This oh is my bad.
1: Gosh, Hall and Oats, not Holland Oats. Yeah, Hall and Oats. It's and two guys, Hall. yeah, Daryl yeah. Hall and John Oates. John Oats, yeah.
0: And, oh, uh, another just... band I wrote was The Stylistics. Uh, you'll know that. Oops. We're going to get into it. Okay. Um, and then. This band This is a fun band to say It's called the Hooters oh. <laughs> they like the restaurant They were 80's band Okay They had a few hits hmm. um, American Bandstand Premiered here in Philly Okay 1956 Dick Clark This TV show That's where uh, Famous musicians would come on TV mm-hmm. And uh, lip sync their songs And they d- did that all the way up Until like the 90's Yep And uh, that's kind of what I don't know It's kind of what put it on the map As far as uh, Oh like Prince went, Like his first TV ever uh, appearance ever was on American Bandstand. Was on stands. Bandstand? Yeah. Oh. And there's quite a few bands like that, and it was on for a lot. Prince so, and
1: the Revolution, or just Prince by himself? um or was it before the Revolution? It was
0: before that. Oh. It was like, oh, 81. Ooh. So, like, Dirty Mind album, somewhere in there. Pre-Purple Rain. Yeah. yeah Wow.
1: wow. Early Prince.
0: Yep. Um, and then... What it's really known for, and this is one of the first things I ever talked about with Kiana and connected with her, was the Philadelphia sound, the Philadelphia soul music of the 70s. Like, soul music, that's where it came from in the 70s. So, started out, like, late 50s and the 60s, Detroit was the area, Motown was huge, Mm -hmm. and then this kind of took over Motown's, like, prominence, and all the, the hits and the bands and the groups were all... Coming from Philly, oh, and there's a whole Philly sound, and we'll kind of get into that. So I love '70s funk. I like love. I love f- funk, soul, all that stuff, R and B. Yep, and uh, that's what we're going to kind of get into a little bit today. So, um, first of all, the biggest selling group out of all those that we talked about was Hall and Oates. Okay, uh, I would have guessed
1: Boys Demand, Men, but I guess you're right. Hall and Oates is probably that's a good.
0: Yeah. They they've sold 40 million records. Okay, uh, they've had six number one hits, mm-hmm. 34 charting hit, so that means it made at least the top 100
1: can we make fun of Dolan for a second that he yeah. doesn't know who Hall and Oates is I bet you
0: he knows some of the songs he knows the songs so let's say a couple other songs and then Dolan can say yes he knows them. okay oh right.
2: man no I am so bad with band names and song names I have to hear it mm.
1: my wife could sing you these songs Actually, yeah. mm. she loves we they were here in uh at stir two years uh-huh. ago and we went nice it was fun I've seen them before. I, I really like them. Give me, give me some song names here. Um, uh, Rich girl, uh, man Rich eater, girl. something, something, something. Sarah smile. Mm, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, man eater. <laughs> <laughs> He's a man eater.
0: That was my first record that I remember ever playing For on really? my own. Yeah, it was oh, man eater. Yeah. Well, um, let's see what else do they got. Uh, it's hard because I, I keep mm-hmm. hearing it in my head. Yeah. What's the song from? Um, that movie with Zoe Deschanel and uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, mm. Five Hundred Days of Summer. That's the movie. The theme song from that movie was one of their songs. Well, Let's look up
1: Five Hundred Days of Summer. I've noticed that when, as I b- listen back to these, uh, to these. Anytime we Google something, there's yeah. like this weird uh, pause as we Google stuff. We're thinking it up. Yeah, like oh. so.
0: Hollow Notes, that's uh, the biggest selling one, but there's a lot of them that kind of came before that and influenced these guys. Um, there's a band called Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes, band called the Delphonics, the Intruders, Danny and the Juniors. These are all bands out of Philly or around that area. You Make My Dreams. You Make My Dreams Come True. You Make My true.
1: Dreams Come True. Do, 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 do. <laughs> that one? No? Yeah. No, okay. I
2: gotta, no. I got to okay.
1: tell you, there's, there was a band called Mumra. On that soundtrack, too. I need to hear that. Mumra uh, was like, the... Yeah, like Thundercats. Bad guy on Thundercats, yeah.
0: Um, there was a songwriting group. So in Motown, um, Holland and Dozier were like the two dudes that wrote a lot of the songs for the bands and the groups. Okay. And in Philly, they had their own, and his name, their names were Gamble and Huff, and they wrote a bunch of um, hit songs. started in the late 60s. Uh, this song was called Expressway to Your Heart, which I think is in... I think the Blues Brothers did a version of it one time. It kind of made it popular. There's a song by Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes called If You Don't Know Me By Now. You'll never know me. That song's you will yep. never, never know. That me. one?
1: Yeah, that one. Okay, good.
0: Um, I'm gonna make you love me, which was done by the Supremes. Mm, yeah. Love Train by the OJs. Mm. These guys wrote that song. I love the OJs. And then Me and Mrs. <laughs> Jones,
1: you know that song? No. Billy Paul. No. Oh, that's a good one too. Yeah. Dolan, we gotta get you some we gotta get you some seventies funk, man. Oh yeah. man. Ohio I, I got players. The, yeah. Maybe? I got the playlist for you. Oh yeah. Yeah. George Um, Clinton, Parliament, yeah, all these are not Philly. These are just it's just it's just that that genre. Bootsy Collins.
0: Well, that's some of that. That's kind of what made Philadelphia soul music was because they they kind of took in elements of all those other kinds of music. Mm -hmm. So basically, what a Philadelphia soul sound is, this is how they describe it with three different things. It's got a lot of hi hat work, so that's Mm -hmm. a lot of hi hat. Uh, The bass, they describe it as thumping. So it's driving the song, Mm -hmm. not like disco, but it's just like, it's there. Mm -hmm. It's prominent. You notice it it's got bass lines and runs Mm -hmm. and then it's got lush string arrangements. So if you hear something with some hi-hats and some violins and stuff, that's probably a Philadelphia soul song and that's what makes it up. Um, Here's some other groups that came through there, um, recorded or from that area. And then these are other names that Dolan won't know, but you will. (laughs) Patti LaBelle. Yep. The Spinners, which is my all-time favorite soul group of all time. Does, love The Spinners. Ooh, I they did Rubber Band Man song, and they did, uh, uh, let's see, was one of my top five songs of all time. I'll Be There, Um, I
1: thought I'll thought Be was, Around. I thought I'll Be There was a Jackson yeah. 5 song. Yeah,
0: I will Be." I think it's called I'll Be Around
1: uh, off the top of my head. I'll Be Around.
0: Yeah, that, that one. one. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Lou Rawls, he's Yeah, from oh, there. I love Lou Rawls. Teddy Pendergrass. No. Oh, man, he no. was big in the 80s. Um, Archie Bell, the Drells was a band, uh, Barbara Mason. She had a song called, yes, I'm ready. That was a big hit. Oh, uh, all those things. So mm-hmm. they pumped out the musicians and the tunes and you can basically know that sound because of those three things that we talked about. So mm. Philly is known as a, as a soul town as far as music goes. And, uh, one of the things I have recently gotten into, I've just re- just kind of figured out the last week or so this quest love has his own podcast that you can get on Spotify now oh. he used to have it on some other platforms and it finally came to Spotify okay and he is like the authority on 70s soul music like it's his if you cut him that's what would squirt out of him really like he grew up watching soul town and i think he has every episode and there i mean there's thousands of episodes i think he's got them all on tape
1: Soul-ta- soul town soul Soul Train? Soul Train. That's what I'm okay, talking about. Yeah, go, Soul Train. Heard. Okay, yeah. Yeah,
0: so he's, he knows every single one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, he knows all the bands. He's been buying records or getting records since he was like three years old. His parents were really big into music. And so that's why I think a lot of times as a like a DJ and stuff, he was really good at finding those samples and stuff mm-hmm. because he knew all those, those records. Good deep cuts. So he likes to talk about that stuff. So he's got a podcast where he talks to musicians and um, – comedians and just other things. And I always like hearing him talk. He's really smart. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just seems like a, a dude that you'd want to hang out with. It's um, not on
1: It's not on Apple Podcasts? That I, I don't know if it is or not. Uh, it's
0: called uh, Questlove Supreme. But it's definitely on Spotify. I haven't looked this up. Questlove Supreme. So I f- first kind of uh, figured out how much he knew. There's this guy on YouTube, but he's a Canadian dude, and his name's Nardwar. And he does... Interviews? Do you know him, Dolan?
2: I've yes, I've seen a couple of his videos. Nardwar. Nardwar. He, he okay. researches so deep into, <clears throat> um, like whatever band he's interviewing. Mm-hmm. Like he brings up uh, one of my favorite bands that I listen to right now is called Super Organism. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And um, Nardwar interviewed them, and one of his gifts to them was uh, a Scooby Doo shirt that the lead singer um, wore. And so he found, like, another Scooby-Doo thing and, like, gave it to her. And she, even she was like, how did you figure out, like, that's how far he goes into research for these Mm -hmm. bands. And he is, I think, from Vancouver. And he's a huge rap guy. Like, he
0: loves rap and R&B. And uh, it was basically what helped promote rap music across Canada. Hmm. And uh, Vancouver was a big spot for rap to start. So he, like since college has been listening to this music and just living music and his interviews are crazy. So he has a couple with quest love that I watched. Okay. And they're like 30 minutes long. And another thing that Nardwar does is he'll give you or the people, he'll usually give them something okay. mm-hmm. that they're like, holy shit. How did you find, how do you know I like this? How did you know right about up? this? Yeah. Like super deep cut stuff, like, um, t-shirts from one of the things that Seth Rogen did an episode with him and he brought a bag from a grocery store that Seth Rogen's mom used to shop at. Like, that's the depth. So people are like, what? This, most of the celebrities don't know who he is because right. he's a Canadian guy. And they don't know. Um, so they're, they're almost like he's a witch. Like, he's like, how does he know this stuff? He's like mm-hmm. mind reader. I need to listen to this guy. It's very cool. And he's, he's a nerdy looking dude. And he, the way he interviews is strange. It's like a performance art. Hmm. And he's been doing it this way since, like, he interviewed Nirvana this way. Like, mm. back in the day. Wow. You know, like, so he's been
2: doing this a long time. A long time. It's super cool to watch. Like yeah. I said, like, he was like, yeah, this is the Scooby-Doo t-shirt you wore at the concert, like, five years ago, and she's yep. like, I don't even remember wearing that. Well, you're yeah. a weird or, stalker. Yeah. Yeah. Or he'll, <laughs> the way
0: he asks the question is he'll just say something. Yeah. Like, he'll say, uh, Andre Dawson. And they'll be like, what? And he's like, Andre Dawson. And then, then the person has to be like, oh. I went to third grade with Andre Dawson. Yeah. Or whatever. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that's like he knows stuff and he makes them tell it. So it's kind of cool. And that's how I figured out about Quest and He's from Philly and he knows about Philly soul. And that's our workaround. So mm. that's what I got for this, us.
1: This explains a lot about maybe some boys to men, like the sound, uh-huh. their sound and stuff. Like I think I always knew. Yeah. You know, I they think were they from were Philly.
0: one of the last Motown signings that actually did anything. Yep. Because Motown was kind of wrapped up in the late 80s, and that's when they kind of came on the scene. So they were like the last hurrah for Motown Records, as
1: far as I'm aware. Motown Philly, back again. That's right. Doing a little East Coast thing. That's
2: why I love music so much. Like, just when you know, you think you know, you know. Yep. Or just when you think you know, there's so much
1: more. That you don't know. Yeah. Right.
0: I used to think I knew music 20 years ago. I used to think I knew what I was talking
1: about. Mm -hmm. And now I'm
0: light years past that
1: and you probably still are right i I learn something new every day i
0: find a new band at least at least one or two every Mm -hmm. day
1: cherry pools you need to look these guys i'll
0: have to check it out i heard a song today that i absolutely loved i thought it was probably 50 years old and i learned it was released in 2018 huh joshua headley is his name he's known as the human jukebox he's a country guy oh interesting yeah so you never know what you're gonna find with music but I knew when we saw Philly, I was like, oh, yeah, this is one of my specialties. I love that 70s soul. And that's the stuff that Kiana grew up listening to mm. in her household because they were from Philly. And um, so that was she never heard of Hall & either. Yeah. So when I first was working with her um, six years ago, I burned her a Hall & like greatest hits <laughs> CD and gave it to her.
1: And she really liked it. So Nice. That, this actually just this just came up not too long ago uh, I was uh, the, there were some guys doing some work in my basement you know we were renovating our basement mm-hmm. in, in the new house and uh, there was they were listening what was he listening he was listening to something and there was a cut of uh, Roller Coaster of Love the, mm-hmm. the and it's, it, it wasn't what it wasn't like the new Chili Peppers version or whatever was it George Clinton's version it was before that it was mm. Ohio Players oh yeah and and I knew that yeah and This dude was he was probably I don't know, he was fifty five plus probably. Old dude, beard or whatever, and he's like, What do you know about? I'm like, Come on, man. Yeah. Bootsy Collins played on this. Like that's how Bootsy brought it to to George Clinton. And George Clinton did it, right? And then the Chili Peppers played with George Clinton Mm -hmm. and then George Clinton and then the Chili Peppers covered it for the Beavis and Butthead movie. Like Come on. Gotta trace it back. Look, Scrawny White Guy knows about you know it's fun eight, it, 70s uh, yeah soul soul and funk I yep. love it I love it it's, it is it is one of those
0: genres like wasn't really playing in my house you know no. growing up no. because usually you listen to what your age range is you mm-hmm. know so like my parents were growing up they were into 80s tunes because yeah. like they were young in the 80s and that's kind of where I started and that's how I knew about Hall & Oates because they were a big 80s group yep. but then you start tracing it back and you see oh they opened for the Temptations at the Apollo Theater and like Actually got passed through and like people loved them and there was a big live album from it and Mm. like, you know, they got, they got cred. I I read that they found each other. They were doing like a talent show in Philadelphia. Okay. This would have been the early seventies or late sixties maybe. And there was uh gang stuff and there was Mm -hmm. like shooting in the place and they both ran to the service elevator at the same time to like hide and get away. And that's how they met. And they're like, Oh, <laughs> what, what's, what's your name? What are you doing here? And then they became Sweet. friends and they yeah, I've been making music and money ever since. Man.
1: Huh.
2: I mean, I guess that's a great first impression bonding moment, running for your life. Yeah. <laughs> so, high stakes. As um, we
1: as we finish off this can here, before we get into the last year of research, I gotta thank Jessica again for sending this to us because this yeah. is Yum. This is great. It's so very we always, good. We always gush about these or whatever. Like you know, at, at some point we're going to do a bad beer, and then we'll be like, "This is garbage. Get it out yeah. of here." This is fantastic. It's I, so
2: good that like my last drink, I could have finished it, but it, I left a yeah. little in my glass. Right? I
1: the same thing. Okay. I saw you go for the glass for the last of the can. I'm like, yeah. oh no. <laughs> okay, we'll split it. <laughs> we did. Yeah. Oh. The other thing I thought
0: about uh, with Philly was always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, oh, mm. oh man. But I
1: think we can get to that some other day. Uh, we can talk a whole, That's a I whole mean, podcast by it's, itself. It's
0: the longest running sitcom in TV history.
1: If you're not watching, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. You need to. Yeah. It's, if, you, if you appreciate comedy at dark all... Dark comedy. Dark. Oh, super man. dark. Yeah. Yeah. It's so quotable. Um, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. It is so good. Yeah. Like this beer. I just like this beer. Just. Gonna say that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Mm. Yeah, I wow. would go here. No, I'm going to save this list a little bit. I'm going to drink it during during. The they last sell year.
0: this in four packs. I saw online, mm-hmm. so we just need to get to the East Coast and get some more. We do. We need to go on a we need to, go to a site visit there in Philadelphia. I don't know if they're going to make this all the time or if this was just because of the Super Bowl. I don't know if it's well, like a seasonal sort of deal. Canned on
1: twelve ten of nineteen, so it was just canned. I'm a few guessing they're ago. still right? making it. then Two months ago, yeah. That's one of the fresher IPAs we get at one thirty nine. Sure does not say AM or PM. Well, okay, thirteen thirty nine. So it's one thirty nine in the afternoon.
0: Nice. Yeah, Dolan, you got any Philly stories for us? Um, Wait,
1: let's let's get to this Philly cheesesteaks. Are you mm.
0: like a cheese whiz guy on the Philly cheesesteak or no whiz? Because no. that's how you do no. it. That's the standard.
1: I, I really, no whiz. yeah, yeah, no whiz.
2: See, it's all it's all just normal cheese for me. Mm. Like you know, sliced cheese. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's they, not. How I mean, they do it there. it's cheese whiz, man. It's really
1: with whiz or without whiz. That whiz. Yeah. No, no whiz. Huh. No. Never had it that way. Mm -mm.
0: I would I would try it. I would try it. Have you ever
1: eaten you've you've been there, see? Multiple times. What's
0: the what are the two that are right next to each Uh, other? Ginos Gino's and and something else. And the other
1: one across the street, I can't remember. Here's my favorite is at the there's a train there's an old train station Mm -hmm. that's now like it's renovated. Food court in the basement I see on TV before. Yep. There's one right across the street from the convention center. And we go to there was comic book conventions there in Philadelphia. Wizard World Philadelphia was every year. And we would go, and you walk across the street, and you eat, and if you didn't get there in time, yeah. when they ran out of bread, it was closed. Oh, it was over. So if they ran out of bread at noon, yeah. they close. That's it. Wow. So you got to get there quick. Hmm. And it was it was the best best cheesesteak I ever had. Wouldn't you think you'd just
0: have an emergency bread plan? Like, oh, we could just be open for eight more hours if we had a
1: couple more loaves of bread. I mean, when you make your
2: your day's money, like, yeah, yeah, but you can
0: always
1: get more money. Uh, Yeah. That's their thing, though. I mean, that's their shtick is when you run out of
2: bread. It's like uh, like, uh, the barbecue place in St. Louis that we went to. Yep. When they run out of ribs, done. You're done for the day. Hmm. Barbecue places are, yeah that's, yeah, that's
1: pretty notorious for barbecue places.
0: Well, you can't just, you know, throw some in the microwave for that. I get that, but...
2: Yeah, true. But, you know, the bread the bread has got to hold up. In a cheesesteak, yeah. the bread has got oh, to hold like
0: up. Oh, it's like one of the most if, important if, parts. Yeah, If
2: you can always get it, then then is it that special?
1: No. Right. We true. would intentionally yeah. skip things at the convention mm-hmm. one day just to go and get a cheesesteak there.
0: At this brewery, they had philadelphia like cheesesteak egg rolls i saw on their menu oh that looked pretty good Hmm.
1: i would say that's an abomination
2: but no way i guess i feel like it's like the um the philly cheese taco that we had Mm. on taco tuesday that one time it might be a little gimmicky Hmm, you Uh know I mean, I, I, eat mean, I would eat it. Yeah, me definitely. Would
1: try, I would try it. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I meant that I meant no harm. No not I'm meat.
2: a am a sucker for gimmicks. Like eh. I'll try it and yeah. I'm always uh, well, like 95% of the time I'm pretty disappointed, but Yeah. I don't know. I would do it like the cheese cheese it pizza thing. Gross. It it was gross. pretty nasty, but yeah. guess what? The gimmick drew me in. That's an abomination right <laughs> there yeah, it is. as a pizza guy. Oh, yeah. You should not no, try this me.
1: because it's gross. Yeah, barstool yeah, sports. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he hated it. it was yeah, awesome, awesome. <laughs> I keep bonking into the money. watch out there. Uh, I think that's all I have for you. I don't want to finish this. Well, no, that's it. No more research after this. Is that that's all I got for this oh, one? Wow, I thought we'd get into a little deeper cut there. But, well, uh, look, it's been busy. I know you've
0: been busy. Yeah, I've been crazy busy. Yeah. The other thing I was going to say is Philly, as far as sports goes, okay, they're known as like the best worst fans. Mm. Like they were <laughs> booing true. Bryce Harper like Game Two, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: So, what's your least favorite Philly team? Oh man, I mean, God, that's tough. I, I like, I, I, I like the Celtics because of Paul Pierce, right? Yeah. A Kansas basketball guy, so yeah. he was the truth. Right? Yeah. I mean, he was fantastic. Yeah. So like, you can't not like Paul Pierce. Um, I, hmm, I think it's tough. I mean, it's got to be the Phillies, I guess. Yeah. I guess I never had a problem with the Eagles
2: necessarily some people just don't just hate them
1: yeah
2: i don't know they don't really affect me too much there's a huge backing behind that because of you know vic and yeah true i guess so Mm. i grew up with like randall
0: cunningham and Mm -hmm. reggie white jerome brown on the philadelphia eagles team yeah like that was that's
1: what i had yeah so yeah yeah, I'd probably see the Phillies, and maybe more so at, remember, like mid, late 80s, Juan Samuel and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vaughn Hayes. Remember Vaughn that Hayes, that big old lanky guy. Yeah. yeah. Mike Schmidt. Mike Schmidt,
0: Hall of Famer. Yep. Yeah, they had some good players. Steve Carlton pitched for them mm-hmm. for a while, I remember?
1: Juan Samuel was the guy at about the same time as Ryan Sandberg, and they always compared the two, like mm. national leaguers, right? And yeah. whatever. And Samuel didn't hold a candle no. to Ryan Sandberg. None. I, but they didn't have anybody else to compare him to at the time. Yeah. Rhino was the, like, was he was the guy at second base yep. during that
2: you know mid to mid to late eighties sure, frame. Yeah,
0: he sure was. There really yep. wasn't anybody else.
2: No. What's on Say about all this? Ooh, yeah, good call. Good question, Dolan. Hmm. I'm, I'm curious because I bet you it's high. Just, uh, oh well, I would rank it high. I okay. bet
1: you it's got a lot of check-ins. I got one little drink layer left, and I, I haven't, uh, I haven't, I haven't finished it off yet. because I no, don't want it. To, I don't want it to end. Philly special.
0: You know who I like that played for Philly while you're looking that up? Who? Charles Barkley.
1: Yeah. I love him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I love him as a, as a basketball player, and I love him more as a personality.
1: The round mound of rebound. That's right.
2: All right, so I figured the only way I'm going to get back on untapped is to do it yes, during the podcast. good idea. Do
1: it. Okay, uh, 7,642 check-ins. Mm, that's not very many. Pretty low. What do you say?
0: I'm going to say 4.12. 4.3.
1: 3.84. Hmm. Hmm.
0: We liked it more than some.
1: Mm-hmm. It looks like it's, yeah, it's hmm, interesting.
2: Yeah, 3.84.
1: Tons yeah. of, okay, so you, you can click into it a little bit and you can kind of see 140 ratings at a 4, 19, uh, 900 ratings at 375, so it's right in there. Like yeah. That, that seems about right. I'll take a picture of it. I'd go like a 425 on this, quite honestly, because that's... I think I probably will land there as well. Mm-hmm. As as IPAs go, as, as hazy, hazy IPAs go. This it was, was good. Pretty fantastic.
0: So. I mean, it was so good that the first drink, I knew it was good. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you have to get into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. This one, I was instantly like, yep, I'm going to drink this one. There you go. It was yummy.
1: So your homework assignment now is to watch some Rocky movies. I'll just watch Always Sunny again. Oh, man. Rum ham.
0: <laughs> Come back. Rum ham. <laughs> uh. mm.
1: Alright, finish it off. Jessica Boyers, thank you so much for sending this yeah, beer to that us. Yeah, it was great. Thank you. If uh, if you are there again anytime soon, we will gladly take another one of these. Yep. Or two or a four-pack. Yeah, we would take that, yes. Yep, exactly. So, alright, Brian, we're not going anywhere for a while. Let's have another beer. Thank you for listening to A Beer with Atlas. Special thanks to our brand team for producing the show. Each episode of A Beer with Atlas is powered by Atlas Medstaff, an industry leader in travel healthcare staffing.